0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up on today's episode, we make some bets on over-under point totals for Jets players this year plus a recap of the Jets' penultimate preseason game. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore or the podcast at Skates Pod. We're almost there guys, we we almost did it, we are now officially under a week away from the start of the freaking regular season, the long wait is just about over, it's going to be so worth it though, I can't wait for the season opener Wednesday night for the Winnipeg Jets in Anaheim against the Lowly Ducks, at least it looks like the Lowly Ducks this year, so... Can't wait to get into that one in just a couple days' time. Before we have some fun looking at over-under point totals for the upcoming year, let's just take a look back. We're almost done talking preseason, but we'll go back to Winnipeg's exhibition victory over the Calgary Flames on a Wednesday night. The most interesting part of the game for me was actually up front. Speaking of the season opener in Anaheim... Looks like we just saw our game one opening night lineup for the Winnipeg Jets because Mark Shifley not in the lineup against Calgary and he won't be in the lineup in game one of the regular season, of course, still serving his suspension from the playoffs. So I think it was pretty clear Paul Maurice wanted to get a look at what the lineup is going to look for that specific game I imagine Mark Shifley plays in the final preseason game. But it was not Cole Perfetti in between Blake Wheeler and Kyle Connor, which I'm sure a lot of Jets fans were hoping for. But instead of the young guy, it was the old guy getting the crack between Wheeler and Connor. Paul Stasny was the man centering the top line for the Winnipeg Jets in that game. No changes at all to the second line, still cop Dubois Ehlers. Third line saw Jansen Harkins take over Paul Stasny's spot skating with Adam Lowry and Christian Vesalinen. And then you had a fourth line of Dominic Toninato, taking it over Harkin's spot, Riley Nash down the middle, and then you've getting Svechnikov on the right wing. So I think pretty clear that this is what the lineup is going to look like for game one. And then after that, we get into what we've seen all preseason long with Mark Scheifele taking over at the number one center spot. My initial thoughts on the move was that not a whole lot of fun, but makes a whole lot of sense, right? I mean, we all would love to see Cole Perfetti get a chance to crack the top six on, on opening night, and even if it was just for a game, just to see what he could look like out there with some high-end NHLers beside him would have been amazing, but I mean, it makes sense, right? Paul Stastny's been a number one sitter in this league for a number of years, and I mean, even in his mid to late 30s, I think he's more than adequate enough you know, for one game to fill in for that spot. So tough break for Perfetti would have been nice, but I understand it. And I mean, Paul Stasny is the least intrusive move there. You still get to keep the second line of Dubois, Ehlers, and Kopp together. And hey, on top of it, he can kind of look at it as a, a reward for Jansen Harkins. You know, he gets some third line minutes after having a really, really strong preseason. So I get it, but not as spicy as a, a Cole Perfetti top six line, might look. So that's going to be what the Jets looked like on opening night. Early returns from that new look top line, I, I thought they were fine. <laughs> you know, there wasn't really... I mean, they, look, the Jets so thoroughly dominated and outshot and outplayed the Calgary Flames through at least the first 40, 50 minutes of the game. I mean... All, Every single line for the Jets was inside the Calgary zone the entire game. So, hey, that might be a positive, right? That the entire team played as well as they did. But, you know, again, I don't think Stasny, Connor, and Wheeler played bad by any means. It just wasn't, you know, an earth-shattering performance. That was saved for a specific player that we'll get to in just a bit. But I thought they were fine out there. And I think Stasny and Wheeler have always shown good chemistry in the limited amount of time that they've played with each other. So... All in all, no concerns about the top line heading into Anaheim. Um, Yeah, no concerns about the second line either. (laughs) I mean, Nikolai Ehlers. And I get it's preseason and you're not really going full bore or everybody is out there. You know, it's more of the let's just try and get through this uninjured as opposed to play at the intensity of a regular season level. But... Ehlers just looked like he was a man amongst boys out there I I mean again carrying over the breakout elite level play that he showed all of last year it was on full display against the Calgary Flames clearly the best player on the ice for either team in that one I I mean that rush up the middle of the ice and then the clapper to beat uh, the Calgary goaltender there that is Nikolai Ehlers at his best and For all of those who are screaming from the rooftop for more minutes, more minutes for Nikolai, well, there's exhibit A on why he should be getting more than just 16, 17 minutes a night. It should be up and around the 20-minute, 20-plus-minute range. He was just spectacular again. But, I mean, that's not really groundbreaking news. But I thought the line as a whole played really well together on top of that. I mean, Andrew Kopp has been his, you know, steady, reliable self. And I I expect that to continue heading into the regular season. But Pierre-Luc Dubois, I think it's pretty evident that he's got another step to his game. As opposed to last year, right? I mean, he looks fully engaged. He looks, I don't want to say necessarily in better shape, but quicker, faster, more aggressive with the puck. We've seen a number of those cut into the middle rushes from the outside, driving hard to the net from Dubois this preseason. I think he's been... Everything you could have hoped for. And and let's hope that continues heading into the regular season. Because as it stands right now, I mean, that line has every possibility of challenging the quote-unquote top line for the best line for the Winnipeg Jets up front. They've just been so, so damn good. And I'm so intrigued to see if their preseason form continues on and just how high that line could potentially go for the Jets this year. The third line... The big story all camp long has been, can Christian Vestalainen fulfill the spot that Mason Appleton and Joel Armia and Brandon Tanev and others have have filled before him? Can he elevate his game to another level and and take over that spot? And I think it's been a pretty subpar preseason as a whole for Christian Vestalainen. I have not been very impressed with his play whatsoever. But at the very least, in the first period, he changed that in a big way. I mean, he, he clearly had his best shift of the entire exhibition schedule on the Jets' opening goal, the great shot there by Josh Morrissey. That, to me, is how Christian Vesalina can carve himself out a nice role in the NHL. Use the big body on the four check, use his speed as well as a six foot three guy to get into the play first. He takes on two Calgary Flames. Now, you could say that. There was no business for two Flames being in the same spot at the same time. But regardless, Veselainen forced the issue at the very least and and forced the Calgary Flames into a a mistake there. So he does the great job of getting in hard on the puck, kicks it out loose to Adam Lowry, who sets up Josh Morrissey for the goal. That was kind of the play I've been waiting for from Christian Veselainen. And it's not the dangle and stick handle through two or three guys and then go bar down on the goalie on a breakaway I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy he probably isn't at at the NHL level but he can carve himself out a really nice role and have a really productive career making sure he commits to plays like that time and time again it's what made Brandon Tanev so successful it's what made Mason Appleton so successful and if Christian Veselinan can deliver that night after night Then he's going to make the third line a pretty impactful one for the Jets. Now, unfortunately, the rest of the game wasn't as impactful. It didn't pop off the page as that specific shift did. But at the very least, it gives you a glimpse of what he can offer. We'll just see if he can continue to do that for the Jets on a consistent basis. But I thought at least it's positive, it's optimistic that we finally saw a bit of pop out of Christian Veselainen's game. And then as far as the fourth line went, they looked like a fourth line. (laughs) You know, Svechnikov didn't have the best of games, in my opinion. He looked better earlier on in the preseason. Uh, Riley Nash, at the very least, made some, I don't want to say nifty plays necessarily, but he made some nice plays with the pucks. So, I mean, if you can get a little bit out of the fourth line center in that department, uh, you're doing okay. So, I I don't know if you necessarily are going to expect a whole lot of offense out of the fourth line, regardless of who suits up with them this year, but... At the very least, the top nine, I thought, did the job and and really took it to the Calgary Flames throughout the game. Two other thoughts that I want to get to from the preseason game before we move on to the next segment here. The first, I think people are going to be really, really pleasantly surprised by the offense that Brendan Dillon gives this team this year. This is the third time, I I mean, he may have only played three preseason games, but the third straight game that Dillon's been a part of that I've noticed him consistently stepping up into the play trying to get into the rush trying to get things going offensively I, I mean he's known as a shutdown man mountain type of defenseman and he fills that role very well but I think there's been some serious underrating his offensive ability I don't, I don't think he's going to be a 30 40 point guy necessarily even But I do like that he doesn't hesitate whatsoever in terms of jumping up into the rush, in terms of trying to be offensive. It it means, one, that Paul Maurice's systems want the Jets to be more aggressive for the back end this year, which I am all for. But two, it shows a willingness to get into the play from Brendan Dillon and try to make something happen, even though Neil Pionk is his partner and somebody probably better situated for that role. I just like a defenseman that when they see something, an opportunity arise... Whether or not they're a quote-unquote offensive guy, they take it in the run with it. So I, I've been really, really impressed with Brandon Dillon's play so far this preseason. And I think eventually we'll see both he and Neil Pionk occupy the top pairing spot for the Jets. The second part, just a brief point here. But even though it's just preseason, we got to take advantage of it while we can. And that is Suck it, Kachuk right Matt Kachuk gets the goal allowed the game tying goal disallowed high stick no big deal but again suck at Kachuk all right so we'll move on from the preseason and we'll begin to look ahead to the regular season that's just a couple days away we'll do that with some player over under point totals in just a second but do want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at DraftKings who are getting you and everybody else ready for the start of the hockey season, which again, just days away. A huge opportunity available, and it's a really, really easy way to make a ton of cash. But new customers with DraftKings Sportsbook can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. So no wins or losses, just a goal gets you $100 with just a $1 bet. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province just yet, remember, DraftKings has major, major cash prizes all season long with their daily fantasy sports contests, and DraftKings is always giving new customers free shots at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alright, so let's have some fun to wrap up the episode here. We're getting into our full-on prediction, preview, everything you need to get ready for the upcoming season episode extravaganza. That's coming up on Tuesday, but we'll go into the micro a little bit here and we'll look at some player over-under point totals. We'll have some fun with that. So we'll take a look at some of the more notable players just on the Winnipeg Jets, and I'll make a a pick as to whether I would go over or under for the upcoming season. Pretty simple. All right, well, let's start with the captain. Let's do that. We'll go, this is alphabetical order by first name. It's uh, the site that I use to get these point over-under totals. So we'll start off with the captain, Blake Wheeler. I think there might be some disrespect here. Uh, I This, out of all the ones we're going to get to here, this to me was the most shocking number. But the over-under point total for Blake Wheeler this upcoming season is 56.5 points. So can Blake Wheeler crack the 57-point mark? The reason why I wonder if there's a little disrespect being thrown his way is that Blake Wheeler wasn't too far off that in last season when he played 50 games he had 46 points in 50 games that's somewhere in and around a 70 point pace hey look i i don't think blake wheeler is gonna crack 70 plus points this year i i think he could but i i don't i don't know for sure that he's gonna do that i feel pretty damn confident he's gonna get somewhere around 60 points though i I, right like even if you take age the regression of being a year older into consideration even if you take into maybe a reduction in time on ice this year that's a major major drop in production on top of that too we have to remember Blake Wheeler last year 46 points in 50 games doing so with the cracked ribs for the I mean how, how many games did he have that for the first what was it 10-15 games of the year was an absolute disaster for Blake Wheeler. I mean, he clearly could, could barely even play, yet he still managed to finish the rest of the year just under a point a game. So yes, there's injury concerns. I mean, that goes with everybody. But to me, if Blake Wheeler is playing anywhere close to all 82 games, and he has been, you know, reliable and, and durable for the majority of his Jets career, to me, 60 is, is a really easy mark for him to attain. So the 56 and a half, that to me, maybe out of all of these, might be the biggest hammer the over on, hammer the over on Blake Wheeler over 56 and a half. By the way, his assists over under is 37. Blake Wheeler had 31 in, in 50 games this previous shortened season. Again, that's probably a number I am going to hit the over on and, and do so fairly confidently. His previous couple of seasons. 43 assists in 71 games two years ago 71 assists in 82 games you know probably not going to get to that mark but even in the shortened 71 game season on pace for just under 50 assists I, I think Blake Wheeler can probably get around 40 assists this upcoming season so we'll take the over on Wheeler 56 points and 37 assists the next player that we get to Kyle Connor. This was a bit of a tricky one for me. And not necessarily disrespect either in this situation, but Kyle Connor's over under point totals for this upcoming year 68 and a half. So essentially, you're basically betting on Kyle Connor if you're taking the over to hit 70 points. If we look at his production over the past couple of seasons, 66 points in 82 games 3 years ago, 73 points in 71 games two years ago so a point a game player then and then just under a point a game this past season 50 points in 56 games this is a pretty fair one I think I'm probably gonna lean slightly over but I don't think it's by a whole lot I I think I think I'll take the over I'm not going to bet a ton of money on it, but I, I think I would take the over on that. I think Kyle Connor is going to be somewhere in and around the mid 70s for points this upcoming season. So that that to me is a, a decently safe bet to go on the over there. 35 goals though is the over under for Kyle Connor. That maybe is the the interesting the the most predominant number that people are going to look at with what Kyle Connor accomplishes this season. That one to me is right on the edge. I mean, look, he has 40 Forty-five goal potential, no doubt about it. I don't know. I, I, he might. I might take a push on that one. Even the main reason why I have doubt on on Kyle Connor, you know, getting into the high thirties, low forties this upcoming season. A, a part of it is is the power play setup that they're starting with, right? Because when it comes to goals and even points as a whole, getting primo power play minutes is an absolute must. Now he's going to be on the first power play, Cal Connor, but it's going to be a different setup than it was this previous season, where we saw kind of the dueling one timers with both him and Mark Scheifele on their off wing. That doesn't look to be the case early on. Cal Connor is going to be in the below the goal line, right around the net, sort of jam job. Look for a pass cross ice to Mark Scheifele. Not exactly conducive to scoring goals from that range. I wonder if that bumps the goal total down a little bit for Kyle Connor. So, I I might lean towards the under on on 35 goals, but it's going to be in and around that mark. That that one's a toughie. I I would love to know what you guys think about that. I I know a lot of Jets fans say 40 goals, 40 goals, and and he could certainly do it. But I don't know if I would put money on on Kyle Connor hitting the over on on 35 and a half. I might put him at 35. So. That'll be an intriguing one to keep an eye on as we move forward throughout the year. The final member of the top line we'll get into next year, and that would be Mark Shifley. Now, he's the one that we know isn't going to play a full season this year. He's missing at least game one of the upcoming season. So maybe that's why Mark Shifley is listed at 80.5 points for his over-under total for the upcoming campaign. Now, Mark Shifley's coming off a career year albeit a shortened regular season, but we saw Mark Shifley on pace to put up, I believe, somewhere in the low 90s in, in, as far as point totals. 63 points in 56 games. That's coming off, I mean, we, we can go back four or five years now where he's been basically a point a game player. 82 and 79, 60 and 60, 84 and 82, 73 and 71. So remarkably consistent scoring for Mark Shifley until this past season when he, when we saw him explode for 63 and 56. So clearly Vegas is betting on the previous four years as opposed to last year as to what to expect out of Mark Shifley offensively. I think I'm going to go over on this one as well. Now, is it going to be 85, 90? 95 points even I I think Mark Shifley comfortably gets over the 80 point mark I I don't know how high ultimately that's going to be I just look to me there's a number of things pointing towards Mark Shifley not necessarily having a breakout year but playing with a major chip on his shoulder I mean one you've got the fallout from the suspension the dangling carrot of a spot on Canada's Olympic squad right an opportunity that comes around once in a lifetime for a lot of players that lays in the wait for Mark Shifley and on top of it an improved decor you would think would lead to more offensive opportunities for Shifley and the rest of that top line specifically as well so I think Mark Shifley is primed to have a really really big season and I will definitely take the over on 80.5 29 goals meanwhile is the over-under scoring-wise for Mark Shifley. I would take the over on that as well. There's a chance that Mark Shifley might be a little bit closer to 40. I might even pick Mark Shifley to score more goals this year than Kyle Connor. Specifically, again, power play, a big part of scoring goals, obviously. The power play is set to maybe feature that Mark Shifley one-timer on his offside, formerly Line A Island. So I think we're going to see easily 30 plus goals for Mark Scheifele this year and definitely over the 80 points that might be an interesting side bet too by the way who would you pick to be the goal scoring leader for the Winnipeg Jets this year Mark Scheifele or Kyle Connor or is it neither of them would you maybe take the next guy we're gonna get into here and that's Nikolai Ehlers the man that everybody is predicting big 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 things for this upcoming season even after he's coming out his, I would call it a breakout campaign the previous year for the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, Nick Eilers, basically a point a game player, 46 points in 47 games. Now you might wonder, would you know Vegas take a look at that and say this is the uh, the norm for Nick Eilers moving forward? They they would not do that. We talked about a little bit of disrespect to Blake Wheeler with the 56 and a half points. There's some pretty decent disrespect, I believe, going on with Nick Ehlers here, too. If you can believe it, Nick Ehlers over under point total for this upcoming year is 65 and a half. 65 and a half after he was on pace for 80 points the previous season. Now, look, look, I mean, he has all the talent in the world. He can easily be a point a game player. But 80 is still going to be a tall task for Nick Ehlers this upcoming season. But to me, I mean, come on. 70? Seventy? Seventy. I, I think seven look, I'll I'll knock on wood here because I don't want to be a jinx. But to me, is in the bag. I, I might look at, you know, for me an over-under that I would put for Nick Ehlers this year, I, I might even bump that up to 10 points, right? I, like to me 75 and a half is a much more interesting debate than 65 and a half. I'm, I'm blown away at how low that is for Nikolai Ehlers. So we get our second absolutely hammer the over when it comes to Nick Ehlers' point totals for this upcoming season being 65 and a half. Hey, look, there's the chance too. And Nick Ehlers did that point a game season not getting first-line minutes and not getting first-line power play minutes. What if... Nick Ehlers, at some point this upcoming season, gets bumped up to the top line with Mark Scheifele. What if he even spends some time on the first power play unit? I, 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 to me, 70 points is the absolute floor we're looking at. So I think he, Nick Ehlers is going to breeze past the 65 and a half. The 25 goals is an interesting one as well because Nick Ehlers almost beat that in 47 games this past season. 21 goals for him. I, I don't know if he's going to be necessarily a... 35 to 40 goal scorer but I think 30 goals is a is a pretty fair mark to put down for Nicholas this upcoming season so that's another one that I would take the over on as well two more forwards to get to here quickly maybe the most maybe the player with the most to prove this upcoming season is Pierre-Luc Dubois coming off a, a real real down year for him after some pretty solid years in Columbus 20 points in 41 games. So basically a half a point a game player, 40 point pace for the Jets last year in the season from hell where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But an interesting number here, Pierre-Luc Dubois gets 56 and a half for his over under total. Now if you look at his career even in Columbus, I mean he only cracked 60 points once that was in 2018-19, then the following season 49 points in 70 games which coincidentally puts him at a 56 point base which is what Vegas is predicting him or at least putting the over under point total for him this upcoming season I believe in Pierre-Luc Dubois and I think he's going to have a really 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 good season and I think playing beside Nikolai Ehlers is going to help a ton I'm not again this is kind of like the Cal Connor one for me I'm going to go slightly over but not over by a whole lot I think he hits 60 points I think 59 and a half would have been a hell of a number to put him at. But I, I think we see Pierre-Luc Dubois crack 60 points by just a little bit. So I'll take him on the over on that one. And then Andrew Cop the final one. Andrew Cop at 45 points. That's what his over under is. After a career year for him, which saw him put up 39 and 55, roughly a 55, 56 point pace. This might be the one I go under on. I do have not not concerns, but I do have questions if we see Andrew Kopp reach that mark again, pace wise. They look, he can have a good season for the Jets and put up 42 points, right? I I think that's a a perfectly fine season for Andrew Kopp. And I know he's going to be playing, or at least he's situated early on to play beside Ehlers and Dubois. But I wonder if that stays all season. We might see Paul Stasny get some time there. Hell. We might even see Cole Perfetti get some time in the top six as well. So I think we might see some some rejigging of the lines throughout the year. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Kopp and Lowry reunited as the third line for, for maybe a, a big chunk of the season. And if that's the case, we're going to see the point production come down a decent amount for Andrew Kopp. So I think he's going to be in the low 40s, high 40s and 50s. I don't know if I necessarily see that for him this upcoming season. But that'll do it for the main forwards here. We'll take a look at two defensemen before we get to some team prop bets for the Winnipeg Jets. But Neil Pionk, if you've, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been pushing Neil P- all my chips into a Neil Pionk breakout all-star campaign this year. His over-under is 45, which is a pretty, a pretty respectful number, I think, to give Neil Pionk after a season in which he was... 32 points in 54 games so you know right in and around what he did this past season for the Winnipeg Jets you this isn't going to surprise you if you've been listening but I'm going to take the over on this one as well I think we see Neil Pion crack 50 points this upcoming year the main reason for the point boost he's on the first power play that's pretty much it right for him to be at that pace last year without the power play bump that's impressive He's going to get that this year, and he has been one of the better power play defensemen in the entire NHL when he's given the opportunity, so with him getting more minutes, I think we'll see him easily crack the 50-point mark, plus he's playing, again, I don't think this is getting as much press as it should be, but he's playing with his best defense partner ever in Brendan Dillon, so I think we see a bump in even strength points for Neil Pionk and then a power play boost as well, and he'll breeze past that 45-point mark. Josh Morrissey is the final player that we'll look at here. 35 points is the line for Josh Morrissey this upcoming year. I might go under on that one. And I don't think that Josh Morrissey going under 35 points means that he has a bad year either. Again, he's not playing on the first line power play. Gonna be sharing that with Nate Schmidt. I mean, we'll see who gets tasked with the shutdown duties, but... I I just think Josh Morrissey could have a good year and be a a 30 to a 35-point defenseman, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. I just have my doubts that he gets to that half a point a game mark. So I'm going to put Josh Morrissey at the under for 35. Before we get to a couple of team bets for the Jets, just some players that stood out to me that I I thought I'd mention for a little bit of fun here before we wrap it up. Carter McDavid. I I would love to know what people would put the over-under at themselves for Connor McDavid. And I wonder what the number would have to be for people to maybe feel apprehensive about taking the over on. But this is just a whale of a number. Connor McDavid, over-under point total for this upcoming season. 128? 128, 128 points is the over-under for Connor McDavid. I mean, he was on pace for, I think, what was it, 150-plus? Uh, that, that's what he did this past season in the Canadian division I think I think we see Connor McDavid take the over on, on 128 it might not be by much though That that's a big big chunk to get to but there really is nobody else better on the planet right now plus I mean this is going to be the best the best Oilers team arguably he's ever played with right now so be intriguing to see not only what McDavid does but what Zach Hyman and Jesse Pugliarvi do as well uh, two other ones that I want to get to, to me, when I look at everybody in the NHL, maybe the biggest overall takeout of anybody is Jack Hughes out there in New Jersey. 46 points. The kid almost did that this past season as a 19, 20-year-old. With another year under his belt, with Dougie Hamilton on board, an improved Devils team, I think this kid might reach 60, 70 points, maybe even 80 If everything goes right, let alone 46 is just flat out disrespectful to the number one overall pick. So for anybody that wants to throw a little bit of money down, come join me and and put some shekels on Jack Hughes getting over 46 points this season. The last player I want to look at is a name we all know too well here in Winnipeg, and that's Patrick Leine. I don't know if anybody feels comfortable betting any amount of money on Patrick Leine points or goal totals this year. But he's not getting much love at all. 43 is his over-under for point totals. And if you can believe this, 19 and a half is the over-under for goals for Patrick Lining, a, a guy that I think everyone thought was going to be 50 year after year. We see his goal over-under total heading into the year at just 19 and a half. I don't know what kind of player Patrick Laine is going to be on. I don't think anybody knows anymore. But to me, Patrick Laine can fall out of the bed and score 25 power play goals this season. He might not do a whole lot else. But I, I got to believe he scores more than 19 goals this year. But that's something to keep an eye on. But 19 goals, 43 points. Oh, yeah, yeah. If he does that, what in the world do you do if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets? I have absolutely no idea. But that'll do it for the look at the player totals. Let's get to the Winnipeg Jets team point totals now. I got a feeling when I let you guys know what the point total is that you're probably going to A, complain, B, try and create an account with DraftKings or whoever else and, and, and bet the over here, and then C, complain some more. But Vegas has the over under point total for the Winnipeg Jets this year at 92.5, which is... I don't know, I I guess you'd call that a playoff bubble team essentially, right? Because generally it's like 94, 95 points, I mean it changes year after year, but if you get 94, 95 points, you're somewhere in the wild card mix. I I think a lot of fans are going to be upset with that, I, I think a lot of Jets fans would say it should be around 95, 96, 97 maybe even, for a team that improved as much as it did in its main weakness, maybe more so than any team. In the NHL this past year. So 92 and a half. I'm not going to necessarily make my prediction here. Because we're going to get to that in Tuesday's episode. But I don't know. That seems really low to me. That seems seems pretty low to me. And I'm probably going to take the over. Even if the Jets don't necessarily finish as high as I might have them. Coming up in Tuesday's episode. So stay tuned for that. But maybe a more intriguing number to me. Wasn't necessarily the over under point total. But it was just the flat-out odds to go on and win the Stanley Cup this upcoming year. Now now again, it's important to remember that when Vegas does things like this, it's not necessarily that they think the Jets are the favorite team to win the Stanley Cup, right? Like it's, it's all geared towards getting fans to bet money on teams so that Vegas can essentially make more money as well. But I'm shocked. I'm more shocked at this than I am the point total. But the Winnipeg Jets, according to Vegas, the 16th best odds to win the Stanley Cup this upcoming season at plus 4,500. That is a much, much larger number than I expected. And I can guarantee by judging from the fan temperature and the optimistic nature of heading into this season. That is going to be extremely disrespectful to a lot of Jets fans out there. I'll, I'll hey, look. I'll tell you what, as far as value bets go, I don't think there's a better one than the Winnipeg Jets with the 16th best odds at plus 4,500. I'm not necessarily saying they're going to go out there and win the Stanley Cup, but if you're talking about picking away from the top 10 and trying to find some higher odds, I mean, the Jets, outside of having a clear-cut stud defenseman, They do check off a lot of boxes of past Stanley Cup winners, right? Where you have elite skill up front, you have an absolute rock in net, and you have a veteran coaching staff on top of it too. And a GM that's shown to be aggressive come trade deadline time. So if we want to get a little nuts, I mean, we can start a, I don't know, a GoFundMe or a pool, put some money together and transfer it over to Vegas at plus 4,500, I think the Winnipeg Jets... Are, are definitely one of the best value bets you could make heading into the upcoming season. So we'll, we'll have some fun with that potentially as we get ready for Game 1 of 82, which gets underway next week. I can't wait. We're finally almost here. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode. We'll wrap it up for the rest of the work week here. And like I said, we are under a week away from the start of the regular season. And we'll get into everything and get prepped and primed and ready to go when we get back to action on Tuesday's episode. It'll be our season preview extravaganza. We'll finally make our playoff picks and see who will get into the postseason from each division, including the Winnipeg Jets and the Central. We'll look at awards, the postseason, maybe even a Stanley Cup Finals pick seven months before we even get into that. All of it will take place there, so we'll have a ton of fun with that, and that'll get us ready for Game 1, the season opener, Wednesday night, against the Anaheim Ducks. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, we're back at it on Tuesday. I'm your host, Brandon Rawicki. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Peace!